Nobody asked you, Kevin. I hope Santa was good to all of you out there and you got exactly what you wanted and what you asked the big guy for. But guess what? It's now 2020. It's the year 2020. And it seems like the 90s were just only about 10 years ago. Time flies, I guess. Um, I guess I'm getting old. I feel old every day. But I digress because that's not what we're not here to talk about my age. We're not here to talk about how old I feel. But I'm here today to talk a bit about music. And I love it when I can talk about music that I love and listen to all the time. And when it just happens that a great song from a great band appears in a very awesome TV series. So Spooky Tooth was a progressive and psychedelic rock band out of England. They were active pretty much between 1967 and 1974, but uh, various incarnations of their lineup pops up from time to time after 74. Uh, From their existence in 67, they had released eight studio albums and seven compilation and live albums throughout those years. The band lineup has changed over time, But the most well-known lineup, I believe, was uh, Mike Harrison on keyboards and vocals, Greg Ridley on bass guitar and vocals, Luke Grosvenor on guitar and vocals, Mike Kelly on drums, and a guy named Gary Wright on organ and vocals. Uh, Spooky Tooth was one of those few acts at the time, in in the late 60s, during the psychedelic rock era, to, uh, they kind of took the two-keyboard approach to their music. They were one of the few bands at the time where they both had an organ player and a piano keyboard player, so separate players. And other bands to do this at that time included The Band, who was probably most known for The Weight, Procol Harum, Whiter Shade of Pale fame, and then Mott the Hoople, best known for All the Young Dudes, and I kind of hate that song, but that's what they're best known for. Why am I talking about an English progressive rock band from the late 60s and early 70s? Well, if you know me, you know I love that music of that era. From about 65 to 67 all the way up into about 72, 74. That psychedelic progressive rock era was a tremendous era for rock and roll music and experimentation within the rock genre. But one of Spooky Tooth's songs, or... I guess I guess the better way to say it is a version of a classic song that they did was heard in the season finale of a certain acclaimed television series not too long ago. And yes, I'm talking about HBO's adaptation, or maybe better said, continuation of 1987's Watchmen comic series, which was originally created by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. Uh, The TV series was created by Damon Lindelof uh, for HBO, and Lindelof had previously co-created TV series like Lost, The Leftovers. Um, He was a writer on various movies like uh, 
Prometheus from 2012, Star Trek Into Darkness from 2013, World War Z from 2013. But let's get back to Spooky Tooth for a minute. The song I'm talking about today that aired during the Watchmen finale was their 1970 version of the Beatles' 1967 classic, I Am the Walrus. And I Am the Walrus' Spooky Tooth version was played over the end of the last episode of the Watchmen series, and it really is a fantastic version. I own the original pressing of Spooky Tooth's album, The Last Puff, from 1970, um, from the album from which this song appeared. I, so I was, I was, like, it was pretty awesome to hear that that version of that song over the Watchmen episode because I love this version of that song. Uh, Gary Wright at that time, I remember I had said Gary Wright had uh, was in the band, but at the time of the recording of this, Gary Wright had left the band after uh, Spooky Tooth's 1969 release uh, album release ceremony, and he went to pursue a solo career. Uh, he also, I mean, kind of a side note, he went on to play piano on George Harrison's, so another Beatle, uh, George Harrison's 1970 album, All Things Must Pass. Uh, Greg Ridley actually left the band at the same time that Gary Wright did in 69, and then Ridley went and helped form Humble Pie alongside Peter Frampton and Steve Marriott. You've probably heard of Humble Pie if you listen to rock music from the 60s and 70s. Uh, shortly after the release of The Last Puff, Spooky Tooth disbanded and then would be reformed a couple of years ago. I believe it was in 1972 um, uh, when Gary Wright came back. And I keep saying Gary Wright, but he's probably most well-known or most famous not for Spooky Tooth, but for this song from 1976. Yeah, that was uh, Dreamweaver from Gary Wright in 1976. Anyways, the last Puff album had Mike Harrison on vocals, Luke Grossvener on guitar, Mike Kelly on drums, and then members, remember since Ridley um, had left the band and, and Gary Wright had left the band, um, they had kind of invited members of the Grease Band, um, Henry McCullough, Chris Staten, and Alan Spinner uh, to join them. Uh, if you don't know who the Grease Band was, uh, they actually were known as Joe Cocker, uh, his uh, backing band, and they had achieved notoriety from their performance at uh, 1969's Woodstock Festival. Uh, you know the festival where Joe Cocker performed this song. Okay, back to I Am the Walrus and Watchmen. Uh, the John Lennon, Paul McCartney written song uh, fits so well into this episode. It was written into it so well. The title of the episode, uh, See How They Fly, of course, derives its name from the song. Uh, there were numerous e Easter eggs to the song and song lyrics throughout the episode. 
The Beatles themselves released the song in 67 on the Magical Mystery Tour album. The, the, the lyrics are nonsensical, but there are many, many stories behind them. John Lennon has said, or said prior to his death, that he wrote the lyrics from many different places, including he had heard a police siren once and he wrote the lines, Mr. City Policeman, to the rhythm and melody of the siren. The lyrics also came from a short rhyme that John Lennon had, was writing while sitting in his garden. And another portion of the lyrics came from some nonsense lyrics about sitting on a cornflake. The, the song itself also, ref, also references Lucy in the Sky uh, from the Beatles' earlier 1967 song, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And the walrus in the song is in reference to the walrus and the carpenter from 1871's Through the Looking Glass and What Alice Found There by Lewis Carroll, kind of the sequel to uh, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Some of the lyrics came from a nursery rhyme that John Lennon used to sing as a child, and that's the uh, yellow matter custard lines. Lennon would later go on to say in an interview with Playboy in 1980 that he wrote the first two lines of the song, the I am he as you are he and you are me and we are all together on two separate LSD or acid trips. And I don't doubt that, that that's true. I, I'm sure that's true. Um, the original recording of the Beatles' 67 song included two members of the Moody Blues, Ray Thomas and Mike Pinder, on backing vocals. Lennon even mixed in some audible, dramatic reading of Shakespeare's King Lear to the mix. You can hear that at various points in the song, especially around the two, two and a half minute area and the four, four and a half minute area of the song. But like I said, I own the original pressing of Spooky Tooth's The Last Puff final record from 70. It's a really neat album. I want you to listen to a, their version of I Am The Walrus Right Now. This is the version that appeared in the uh, Watchmen television series. So let's give this a listen. It is a long song. It's just under eight minutes long. So if you don't want to listen to all the song, just forward a little bit. But it's around eight minutes, so just buckle in and chill. Uh, this music is worth listening to.
Come on, people. Come on. Don't lie to me. That's good music. That is so good, and I love it. And it's a it's a little bit different from the Beatles' original, but I absolutely love that version of the song, and it fits so well with the ending of the Watchmen series. Kind of as a side note, Spooky Tooth, again, I don't know if anybody out there has really heard of Spooky Tooth too much, but um, they have their place in rock history as a band during the psychedelic rock years, but also because of this. One of their songs was called Better By You, Better Than Me, and it was from their 69 album Spooky 2. Uh, it was covered by Judas Priest on their, their Judas Priest 1978 album Stained Class, which then later gained infamy uh, because it was the subject of a court trial in 1990, uh, where two young people, I believe their names were James Vance and Ray Belknap, uh, they committed mutual suicide in Reno, Nevada in 1985, so five years prior to the trial. It was claimed by the decedent's families that uh, there were subliminal messages placed in the song's recording. And you got to remember about the time, that, uh, that what was going on at the time. 
Four years prior to this, in 1986, there was a civil lawsuit against Ozzy Osbourne for his Suicide Solution song, in which the uh, the parents of a teenager who committed suicide blamed the, the child's suicide, the teenager's suicide, on listening to Suicide Solution, and, and basically the Ozzy's song and lyrics kind of made him commit suicide. And obviously that wasn't true. The judge favor, uh, uh, threw out the, the Ozzy Osbourne um, lawsuit. But in this certain circumstance with Judas Priest and the uh, Better By You, Better Than Me song, uh, the judge actually threw this out as well. They found in favor of Judas Priest. And what had actually happened was Vance and Belknap uh, were drunk and they went to a playground at a church. Uh, Belknap shot himself with a 12-gauge shotgun right under his chin and basically died instantly. Vance did the same, but he survived with a pretty severely disfigured face. And then three years later, he uh, committed suicide and um, basically died from a methadone overdose. So as I said, the judge ruled in favor of Priest and the civil lawsuit was eventually dismissed. But um, later on which I, I thought this was a nice handling of it because uh, while being interviewed for a documentary covering the trial, Rob Halford, lead vocalist of Judas Priest, said that uh, killing fans by subliminal message would be very counterproductive uh, to their means, and they would prefer to insert messages such as, buy more of our records. You don't want to kill your fan base off. You want them to buy more. You want them to live. So, versions of Spooky Tooth have existed throughout the years, but three of the five original members of the band have passed on now. Um, Greg Ridley died in 2003, Mike Kelly died in 2017, and Mike Harrison died in 2018. So, the band has pretty much disbanded after the death of Mike Harrison. Uh, with three of the five original members gone, and only two of the original members still alive, there's really no point to get them back together with uh, the two original members. But I love it when movies and TV shows find a way to use old music in new ways. And Spooky Tooth's version of I Am The Walrus was used perfectly in the Watchmen series. By the way, I didn't say anything about the Watchmen series itself and how fucking fantastic it is and was. I'll say it now. The Watchmen series on HBO was fucking glorious. And everything about it was excellent. Writing, acting, dialogue, effects, everything. It hit so well. And I absolutely loved it. I highly recommend you watch it if you can. I'm not going to do a full review on it. Um, I'm not dedicating any specific episode to it. But if I was to give it a rating, and I'm going to give it a rating now for you, um, I'm giving it a Nobody Asked You Kevin rating of The Shit. It is an excellent series. You should watch it, even if you don't have um, history with the Watchmen graphic novels or comic series or the Zack Snyder, I believe, 2009 movie, then you should still watch it. it it's a very good piece of, uh, of filmmaking, of TV making, of, of movie making. It is very excellent. So uh, the series is... Uh, in my opinion, one of the absolute best things available on television in 2019, period. So to reach me on social media, hit me up on Twitter at ForensicToxGuy for my personal feed or the podcast at AskKevin. If you're on Facebook, go find the Nobody Asked You Kevin podcast page and give it a like. 
If you want to send me a message, the email you need to send to is nobodyaskedyoukevin at gmail.com. And if you can, and I would appreciate if you could do this, if you like what you're hearing from me on this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It is very much appreciated and helps me a lot. So until next time, my friends, much love to all of you, and goo goo goo